0: I'm Karen Wright. It is 936. And joining us from traveling across the country is our good friend, gardener, master gardener, Barb Lampson. And Barb, you were down in Georgia for a while, and you are back. And you said it was quite the trip.
1: Yes, yes. As a matter of fact, Karen, it was. Um, You know, we were going to stay until at least the first week of April. And as we listened to the news, we thought... If we're going to get home and there's going to be gas stations open and hotels and restaurants or at least some way to get food and bathrooms, we had better get on the road. <laughs> and so we left on Wednesday morning and uh, the first day, well, I should say in preparation, if you're in a similar situation, you want to be sure and check and see uh of where the hotel reservations are that you could get, if there's a chain, and also with gas stations. And we found that Love's, that whole chain of Love's gas stations, all the way across the south coming north, they were open, so we were assured that we would have gas. But the whole problem with, with bathrooms... Oh, um, no. <laughs> Yeah, that that's something else because if you've been depending on uh, like uh, 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 comfort stations along the interstate and that, uh, uh, very often they could be closed. So uh, we kind of kind of mapped out a strategy, and instead of taking being on the road two nights, we were able to just stay in a hotel one night. And here's what I did, Karen. I bought these. Um, they're a bleach wiping, you know, you get them in a canister. We've got them there at you at where we go and we, sure. we clean off the hard surfaces and that. Right. And I bought a can of those, and when we checked into this hotel on Wednesday night, and this is a chain, and this actually was a hotel that we normally stay in, and uh, before even opening up the door, I cleaned the door handle of the hotel room with the bleaches, So I went inside, cleaned the inside door handle, and then and I had my my rubber gloves on, and I cleaned all the hard surfaces before I put anything down. You know, the uh, on the uh, the uh, refrigerator that's in there. I cleaned all of that inside and out. Took out took out everything and cleaned the inside, and then. Went to the microwave, cleaned the Pyrex tray in there that your food goes on, and and uh, did the whole bathroom. I mean, it was. I just thought, hey, you know, I know they say that they're sanitizing everything, but did they really get everything? So, did the hard surfaces on the furniture in there? Did the um, TV selector not? And here's what's different about hotel rooms. There's no paper. There's no, there's no Bible in there. There's no paper in there, any book in there telling you what the TV selections are or anything like that, and the same way with the lobbies. And, of course, all the, the food service, like the free breakfast that they usually serve, that's all closed down. There's nothing like that. And when you discharge, when you leave, you simply put your plastic room keys in a box they don't want to handle them take them back from you then they then they're sanitized and 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 gotten ready for the next one and when you use your credit card you don't sign any papers or anything because here again they don't want you contaminating the the receipt that they're going to be handling so uh, yeah so things are a little different but we made it home in two days getting home last night and we at one point, we were counting um, cars versus semis that we saw on the highway, and it was about 8 to 1. There were about 8 semis for every one single wow. passenger car. So people aren't traveling, I can tell you that.
0: Well, you know, after you're supposed to, the, the stay-at-home orders are coming, and is that one of your reasons why you decided you might want to just make it back a little early, too, before they... Yeah,
1: yeah, before it got any harder, and there were fewer um, places where you could get gas or where you could stay or where you could anything. And Mm -hmm. actually, uh, we did not eat at any restaurants coming home. I packed food for us, and, um, and that worked just fine so we didn't have to go into any restaurants.
0: Well, Barb, I was worried about you because you, you're at higher risk because you have that asthma issue, yes. and, and people, of course, with, with lung issues already are at higher risk, and you're older, too. So I'm yep. glad you made it back, and I hope you'll hunker down and, and stay at home.
1: Yes, exactly. And, you know, uh, you don't know. I had I had myself in quarantine two weeks before I left Georgia, so I knew that I was... I was starting a trip healthy. I mean, you know, I hadn't good. been exposed to anybody, and, and that was good, too. And now, you know, I'll communicate using the telephone, and other than that, um, I'll just be at home um, doing things, and, and I see the yard has the perennial flower bed. Oh, my goodness, there's a little Johnny Jump-Up that's blooming. Already? It, wow. Yes, yes. Can you believe it? And the tulips are up, the daffodils are up, and...
0: Uh, well, they're uh, not blooming yet, though.
1: No, no, they're just, I would say, maybe just just come up, maybe an inch or two high. Well, do you but know
0: what I've done because the uh, bunnies and the deer have already started to nip on them, so I've been putting regular deer repellent on them because last year what happened is my tulips came up and just as you know that that beautiful little bud where the flower comes out they Mm -hmm. they would chop them off so I just had a bunch of leaves last year so this year I'm hoping against all hope that if I start early that I'll be able to at least get some flowers because man... The deer are thicker than the hair on a dog, as my dad would probably say. But, yeah, so yeah. that is that is one thing. There are a lot of uh, wildlife that like to chew on those. And yeah. so, you know, if you got problems, either you have to build a big fence or you can try the repellent and stuff, and I hope that it works.
1: Yeah, and, hey, Karen, be aware, too, that there's lots of hungry squirrels out there. And one of the things I noticed that was the uh, where the tulips you know, when I put in new tulips, I always mark very carefully so I know where things are at. Well, it just seems like the squirrels can smell me in those areas, and that's where they dig. And so they also had been digging. I do have wires across things, but they're very clever. They come in at a side angle and go under the wire. So uh, I guess the effort is is worth the reward of finding this nice, big, fat tulip, and they they haul that around and, and eat those. I've never found a tulip that's been replanted by them someplace else. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're, they're nasty little buggers. And then the raccoons, you know, it's like when there's no activity in your yard when you're gone, it seems like the wildlife uh, is aware of that, and they've been out. And I have... Uh, areas where they've been digging too now raccoons i don't know do they do they dig out grubs is that
0: what they're after they do like grubs actually yeah and and that's one thing that i like because if there's any japanese beetle grubs i hope they get them but you know who's going to say they're going to get those and not something else
1: (laughs) yeah exactly hey you know i saw something interesting on um TV, on public TV, Uh, I was looking for the news when we checked into this hotel, it was a children's program, and it was about the environment, and and the story was about these little animals that had planted this lovely garden, they wanted to eat healthy and and planted all these greens, and then all of a sudden the Japanese beetles Mm -hmm. descended on them. And so they didn't know what to do. They called their friend the spider. They thought the spider would eat the Japanese beetles. And the spider comes and says, No, I can't help you with that because I spin a web and I trap things. So this won't work. You need to get some bigger help. And so finally the wise owl comes and says, Oh, hey, you guys, you have to handpick these. And so that's the end. in the... The animals end up, each one getting a bucket of soapy water and hand picking the Japanese beetles, and uh, and then of course the plants uh, return. They're healthy and 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 they know what to do. I thought, well, isn't this clever that cartoons are now doing things that are so educational <laughs> and so simple, you know, and, and making. Children aware of what Japanese beetles
0: are. You mean versus Tom and Jerry clobbering each other?
1: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and shooting off guns and blowing yeah. off mountains and, and
0: throwing and, anvils and pianos out of windows <clears throat> or yeah, cliffs. Yeah, yeah. exactly.
1: So, so that that was you know something I, I had not thought that we'd advance to that point where we're using cartoons in that kind of a manner. So very, very good. Hey, and you know what else I, I brought back with me? What? I had bought some bulbs while I was in the South, because last year I bought some um, gladiolas, and they just were so amazingly, got so big and did so well for me. So this year I bought a couple of things that, that are, you know, you must dig them. They're not for Zone 4, but I bought some ranunculus. Now, have you ever tried raising ranunculus. Yes
0: and they were a failure and so the only place that I know of the most beautiful ranunculus fields was out in Carlsbad in California where they have, that's where they, they produce them as fields and fields and fields. Cause we visited Disneyland, not Di- Disneyland, um, and then that it was the ranunculus farm. And it was just ribbons of rainbows of, of acres and acres and acres of these ranunculus. So I was so excited. So I got some to take home and um, they, they have not been successful for me. So I, um, I, I can't, they, they, they didn't do anything. So,
1: you know, um, well, I bought some bulbs because uh, occasionally you'll find ranunculus as a florist plant. Yes. You'll give it. I mean, they're just beautiful. They look like, the flower itself looks like a little rose.
0: A it's tight, beautiful, yeah. Yeah,
1: beautiful. They come in all colors, pink, orange, red. Well, I bought a package of five and I thought, you know, I'm going to uh, plant these while I'm here and see if I can get them up. It does. If, you, if you're if using bulbs, it does take a while for them to germinate. It takes even longer for them to get any size so that they will bloom for you. But by the time we got ready to come home, mine had sprouted, and they were about, uh, well, about three, four inches tall. They did really well. They seem to need the hot, humid weather that they have in the south already. So uh, th- those are doing really, really well, and I hope that... Uh, when it warms up, I'll be able to get them in my greenhouse, get full sun for them. But they're looking just really, really well. The other thing is, I I think that with a bulb, you have to be careful that you get things that aren't dried out, that haven't been on the stored too long, right? In, in and and they're dried out. So that was a good thing. And then I also bought a patch, a um. Uh, bulbs that are uh, the uh, Mexican shell flower. And last year when I was there I did the same thing and I got those started and they looked really good and I thought, well this is so nice. Now just in case something has happened to my bulbs, which I dug last fall, stored in the refrigerator in case they didn't come out well, I got some more. And I did start them too and they're up and they're doing really well and they're probably three or four inches tall. So Here's the thing, when you see bulbs in the store, if you think you'd like to try them, uh, buy them when they first come in, when they're first stocked at the store, and get them started right away in really good potting medium of some type that's very, very light.
0: Well, that is true, because a lot of times (laughs) you wait, and I have done this too, you wait till the end of the, they've got these really great sales, and basically some of those little bulbs have dried to hard, Yes. Little hockey pucks or, or or little hard nothings, and they're really not going to work. Sometimes they do, but I yeah. mean, you you get what you pay for in that case. And so, yes. And you and know, been, Barb, I've been ordering from from catalogs and stuff lately, and you know they're uh-huh. out of a lot of stock. So if you haven't ordered some of your stuff, and you're still hoping to get some, that, that's another thing you uh, better order before it's all gone too.
1: Well, you know, I think people are thinking about more self sufficiency. And, and why not put in lettuce now and radishes now and those things that are 30 days, you know. Right. They'll, they'll take quite a bit of the cold weather. And if, if you've got a, a sunny location where the soil is warming up faster, that's the area that you'd want to work on. If you've got a northern garden and the soil is cold and it's going to stay cold until about 30 degrees that's not as good a choice. So those people that are having success generally know exactly where the soil is going to warm up faster, where they're going to get full sunlight all day long, and they're going to have better success with that.
0: Well, Barb, I have tried something, and I already have, as of this week, and have planted some things outside. You'll say, oh, is she crazy? I've read that. i read that. Oh, okay, well, I have raised beds, so the soil is warmer than it is on the ground. And exactly. I am making what they call little clochets, there, which are basically mini greenhouses. And I yep. I put pea seeds in them, and which are cold. They like it when it's cold. The soil is about 45 degrees. So clochets, in my case, I made them of milk cartons, where you <laughs> basically cut off the top and leave it like a, so it can not all the way so, but you can close it back up again, and cut the bottom off. So then you stick that in the soil, and then I put the seeds in and then I close the top so it's kind of like a little greenhouse where the heat can build up in there and I'm anxious to see if this is going to work I made about 10 little cloches, meaning <coughs> 10 I, I did half gallon milk milk bottles some a lot of people use those two liter of pop and maybe that works better because they're clear I'm not sure because milk cartons have a little um see yeah. right. on them so I'm this is the first time I've done that I, I know one of our master gardeners was talking about that in the past And she's had success of what they call Essentially winter planting And so peas they like it cold So I thought we'll see And so sure. I've got those instants this weekend I'm going to kind of keep checking to see if anything grows I've got about 50 little pea plants And maybe I'll have early ones And maybe they'll all die in that case Well it, I tried
1: Well you know the thing about having that It also affords the plant protection So that the squirrels can't get in there And start digging Oh
0: or Yes
1: And also the birds are very hungry. Now, my neighbor, Mrs. J., the problem they have, they plant uh, the snow crop peas, they plant them very early, but it's the uh, birds that will come in and start picking off the tops right away. That green vine, they love that, and they will will take that off and keep that plant just cut right down to the very bottom. And I think those are the... um, are they they're a common sparrow that yes. they come in and they do that and we have lots and lots of sparrows so well and then know. there's the
0: deer they like anything like that too so oh, sure you know,
1: it's sure <laughs> so so when you get this cloche when you do that that's the victorians did that in their gardens all the time oh. and and they would make theirs were glass and some of them were just really really big several gallon size and they would get things started like that um, whereas they don't have as much it isn't doesn't get, wouldn't get as cold for them but what they had was less sunlight so they needed to have <clears throat> that light that was coming in would heat this this enclosure it's really a good idea there's lots of things that you buy too like fruits that come in plastic cartons that you can use, um, uh, strawberries particularly, yes. they, they have a plastic top and a plastic bottom. Oh, I use those uh, to start seeds in, you, and you close the top mm-hmm. on it, um, and you put those on top of your heating pad, your garden, you know, your warming pad that's designed for that, that's made out of rubber, and they germinate no time at all. And then what? as soon as they germinate, you open that top so you get good air circulation in there and uh, continue to get light. You don't need to have bright sunlight, but you do need to have direct light and then gradually move them into brighter light. Those work really, really well. So I don't know. I have been trying when I'm out in the store, trying to buy things that have less packaging
0: mm-hmm. but are
1: safe to use that haven't been handled, you know, by, by people and um but still, if there's something that has packaging like like this, like the fresh fruit does so it doesn't get crushed, it has to have sort of a hard component to the package, those I'm just washing up and, and, and using. And I think you could also invert those in the soil. So <clears throat> if you had like peas or something like that, you could take the top off, use the bottom, which is about um, three to four inches high, and invert that on where you planted. And, but here again, that's very lightweight, so it would blow in the wind. You'd have to stake it down with something or put a rock on top or something. You know, we're great with these rocks holding things in place.
0: <laughs> that's right. So so I've got, and I've also started a bunch of seeds inside the house, you know, ones that, that need a yep. little more warmth, and I've used heat mats and I use grow lights, etc. Well, one of them I, I didn't, I've only got the one grow light, which are being occupied with all of Grant's, Lily seeds right now, so I thought, well, it'll take them a little while, so I'll have chance to get a get a grow light. So lo and behold, my I I think they're called broc broccoli. They're like a broccoli rabe, r a a b e. They're kind of a cross between a a broccoli and a um, I'm not sure what else, but they but they're um, yeah. Anyway, they they popped up in two days, so now they're all leggy and they're all going to be worthless. I didn't yeah. realize that they would sprout in two days with that warmth in the the yeah. heat mat. So uh, anyhow, um, so those are kind of going to be probably not going to amount to anything. So I've I've got to get another light because otherwise what was happening is, well, there's a lot of light coming in the house, but they still, they reach. And so now they're, you know, like three mm-hmm. inches tall in these skinny little, little, um, stems that, that can't hold themselves up so basically they're worthless that's why you got to have that light if you're going to grow yep. inside it's so close that it just gets right on on the yes. plant so it can have a chance to develop
1: yeah and if you if you have a system where you can raise your your uh, light fixture so it's it's lower in the yes. beginning and as the plant grows you can raise it up or here's what you can do here's what i just do here i just use something to simply set i make platforms just set the plants on, and when when they're young, when I first get them started after I take them off from this uh, heat pad, then I put them really close, and I have them up on just boxes and things close to the light, and then I just keep reducing, bringing them down as they need, because you don't want them growing into the light, because then they'll just bend over, too.
0: Well, or they, like one of Grant's little lily lily, lilia. plants got too close to the light and it got a little browned because it probably got a little, maybe a little warm. They're not too hot. But see, I have this great uh, plant light where it's got, so you can adjust it as they grow. It's got like a little special thing. But those plant lights are a lot more expensive than a shop light, which you can also use. And I know our friend Harvey, that's all he uses. And um, so you know, whatever you're set up to do, I guess like you said, your way's great or if you want to spend more, you can get the fancier one.
1: And if you don't have room for a great big, you know, like a fluorescent plant light, which is maybe you know, 30 inches or 36 inches or, or whatever size. You, you can use, uh, you can get um, the grow lights that will go into a, a lamp stand, and, and so you have that smaller space, and then set your things underneath
0: that. But you so, do have to get the plants close, because I read if you, you know, or the, to the light, because if you have it too far from the light, it's not going to sure, go a whole lot yeah, of good. And then
1: you, ha- you have to raise them up. There's no doubt about that. Yes. So, yeah, yeah. Um, if you, if you don't want to spend a lot of money, just shop around and see. And, you know, if you if you don't have, uh, if you can't find what you want there and at the price you want, just use a regular lamp. And, mm-hmm. and especially for people who don't have, if you're living in an apartment, maybe you don't have a south-facing window or you have fewer windows than you would like so there's not good direct light coming in, at least for your plants, if you have... light you know just simply a table lamp and and the light is you can get the plant you can boost your plant up and get it closer to that it will get light from there so that will also help it the idea is is photosynthesis the plant needs the light for the energy to keep this little plant the factories going to keep the the plant growing so um, just keep thinking of that and anyway you can Supplement the light. And, of course, you know, when you're retired, you can move plants around during the daytime too, move <laughs> them closer to the window, move them away from the window, and you can switch plants out, whichever ones, you know, and say, okay, today you're going to go from a window where there's less light into a window where there's more intense light because you need it. It's like we need vitamin D uh, that we get from the sunlight. It helps keep us healthy. And, uh, and just you know, just being outside now, I'm just so confident that we're going to see a reduction in the number of uh, 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 the virus simply because it's healthier. We're getting that vitamin D, we're getting that fresh air, and there's that mental uh, part of it that you're relaxing. You, you just feel good. Didn't you feel good when you were working in your garden
0: outside, Karen? Oh, my gosh. Yeah, and I've been getting out when I can, but also being very careful not to uh, compact the soil. So I, I was working out on the, the lake house in my garden. I hadn't yet removed a bunch of the old debris and stuff and doing that. And I've seen people out raking their yards, and Barb, it is just simply too early, and they should not be doing yeah. that yet.
1: Yeah, no, no. Absolutely don't do that. You know, one thing I think you could do, I don't know, I haven't tried this, but I noticed last fall that uh, I needed to do some edging mm-hmm. and I didn't get it done I think I think that you could do if you need to edge between a sidewalk and the, where your grass starts I think you could do some edging something like that as long as you stay on the sidewalk
0: and, right is that yeah, what you're saying?
1: stay say on the sidewalk okay. that's that's right um, there might be other things that you could do too uh, it's still not you could still um, do a little bit of pruning on your trees.
0: I've been yes. doing that too, yes. Mm-hmm. Yep,
1: yep. As a matter of fact, I still have a blister between my thumb and finger <laughs> from, from all the pruning that I did. I pruned 18 holly bushes. Um, oh, my goodness. That's part of the landscape design in this yard, and they had grown so much, and I started doing that when I first got there, and when we left now, There was new growth coming back again it's been like uh many days it was in the 80s other days it was in the lower 70s but humid lots of rain from january till the first day of march in georgia they got 22 inches of rain it's been wet it's been humid and it's been warm and things just shoot up all over the place. It's just unbelievable.
0: Well, Barb, we are glad you made it home safe. And I know you keep staying at home. We're out of time for the show now. But so glad you're back in Minnesota. And we want you to be safe as we, you know, yes, we all got in this we'll together.
1: Talk to we'll talk to you later. And uh, take care of yourself. And we hope all our, our listeners are doing well. And I just think. Uh, follow the instructions you know yep. keep washing your hands and and isolate you know just just do this um you you can do this and you can find things to do and you'll come out of this much much better
0: and if you uh you want to know more about gardening there's a lot of great YouTube videos you could sit and watch and you know dream dream on
1: yeah dream on is right <laughs> well, thanks Barb thank you
0: Karen you bet bye bye bye-bye, bye-bye. Our good and Fred Master Gardener Barb Lampson joining us. Just got back from Georgia trying to make it before the, I guess the.